0: Back, I really gotta stop uh, <laughs> making podcast episodes where I need to start like that. <laughs> I promise I'm gonna do better. Um, that is actually one of my goals for the year: is to I will give myself a grace period of two weeks out of the year where I may not have a new podcast episode. Um, I've kind of toyed with that. I. The idea, like, I've seen other people, like, just kind of repost older episodes, um, and so maybe I'll just do that on those two weeks or whatever, but your girl is trying to stay more consistent because I got goals, so (laughs) we're back, um, happy new year, I hope that you had a great holiday, and I apologize for being gone so long, but we're here. So let's jump right in. If this is the first episode that you've listened to, my name is Kaya and I am a licensed clinical social worker, a therapist, and mental health coach and educator. And of course, this is Notes by Kaya the Podcast, uh, where I teach you mindful parenting and teaching skills uh, in order to foster healthy minds In children through your interactions, so I wanted to start off this year talking about why I fight so hard and talk so much about mindful parenting in the black community and why I feel that's important. Let me also give this um, little caveat your girl had COVID and. The symptoms actually weren't super bad, um, but just the residual. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the rest of this to clear up. So if I sound a little off, a little manly, um, (coughs) take water breaks throughout. Sorry. But anyway, um, so why it is so important for me to... Teach mindful parenting to Black parents. Children's mental health is a huge passion of mine anyway. And Black children in particular, I feel like, really have a hard time because no one is listening to them. So a lot of times I talk to parents and, you know, particularly black, but also other minority parents. And they have this idea that black children have to be disciplined hard. That tough love for black children is necessary. And my rebuttal to that is, If they never have the opportunity to learn a different kind of love, how do you know? I'm going to talk to you all next week about um, when mindful parenting seems to not be working um, and how to conquer that. But just for today's sake in this conversation, um, it's... For instance, parents will say, oh, my kids don't understand anything but screaming. Like when I try to talk to them calmly, they just don't get it. They don't do it. But then when I yell, then everybody picks up and starts doing what they're supposed to do. Well, you actually teach them how to respond that way. If for 10 years of their life, you've been screaming the whole time and then one day you decide to speak calmly. Yeah, it's like you're speaking a foreign language. Right. But you have to keep going. You have to keep trying. So, you know, going with the theme of a foreign language in order to really learn it, you have to practice it. Um, you may not pick up on it. So here's an example. Like when you are learning something new, you start to notice it more. Right. So it's almost like the Instagram, Facebook algorithm and all of that, the social media algorithm. As you start changing what you like, what you actually engage with, your feed will begin to change. So you may not unfollow certain people, but you won't see their posts anymore because you are teaching the platform to show you certain things, right? So for me, I am getting much more into, number one, a luxurious lifestyle because I just believe that I deserve that. And one thing, one part of that that I've been super into recently is fragrances. Well, now that I've started liking more pages that include that, I'm seeing it Everywhere, like it seems like every black girl on the internet right now is talking about fragrances and particularly like certain ones, um, but even just like, no, this this is what we're doing. Like, (laughs) we already smell amazing, but we're taking it to another level, right? but I have taught my social media to start showing me more of that. So it's not necessarily that it's happening more often, but it's just because what I've been interacting with. It's like, Oh, you like that? Let me show you some more. Right? It is the same thing with your children, right? Work with me, stay with me. Um, They learn to respond to yelling when you yell. If you have talked to them kindly and gently and used that method of parenting from the very beginning, then yes, that's what they respond to. And it is probably the opposite. Like if you yell, then they're like, wait, what? What's happening? And they're confused. Ain't no way she's talking to me because she never talks to me like that. Right? But... When you have been yelling this entire time, that's what their ears perk up, right? So the connection that I'm making is that when you are putting energy into one particular thing, whether it's learning a new hobby or, you know, something like that, you're whole energy gravitates towards that. So you start to see it more often. You come across it in different ways. You meet more people that are interested in it. Like if I decided, I know some Spanish, but if I really decided to really dive in and learn like conversational Spanish, because I can read it, I can write it, but hearing it and really understanding like what's being said because I speak so fast. Um, It's really difficult for me. But if I was to decide now, this is what I'm going to do. The more that I immerse myself into it, the more I will come in contact with other people that are doing the same thing and or Spanish speakers. Guarantee you. So take a second and think about that. What is something that you kind of got into, whether it was on accident or on purpose or whatever, and then you begin to notice it more, right? So the more that you work on speaking to your children gently, the more they will begin to respond to it because it's not foreign to them anymore. But those first few times, yeah, it's going to be foreign. And they're like, you know, they don't even hear you. But if you're teaching them, yelling is what I'm going to use to get you to do something. That is what they're going to respond to. Got it. That was kind of a lengthy um, example, but I just want to make it really clear because I hear that quite often that, oh, I can't talk to my kids like that because they don't understand. Well, you have to teach them the language. You have to teach them how to respond um, and what to respond to and how. So that is uh, one reason that I am super passionate about it because I really believe that black children black people period like we deserve so much more than what the world gives us what we give ourselves and we tend to leave children out of that conversation but they really deserve kindness love gentleness patience they deserve all those things like i thought about this um as I was kind of working on everything that I was going to say in this podcast and creating my posts around it and stuff like that, um, I was really thinking like black people are really so used to things being hard that we forget that we deserve easy things too. So for example, it brought to mind black relationships, right between black couples individuals in a black couple yeah you get it um and how often black women are taught that we have to go through the struggle with these men that it's going to be hard you are going to have to forgive him a million and one times for the same thing over and over again that Um, some things he's just going to do and that's just the way that it is. And this is not bashing men. I'm just speaking from the perspective of a woman. And like, that's really what's ingrained in us. That our standards are too high, that we need to lower them. We need to accept this. The ride or die type relationship is glamorized. But what we miss is that We deserve so much more than that. And we deserve a love that is kind and gentle, takes us into consideration, considers our feelings, is thoughtful. All these different things, like, we completely forget that we are deserving of those things because we're so used to the hard stuff. So, you know, you hear nice guys finish last, but I, I truly believe that part of that is when we are not taught as a child that love is gentle and kind and patient, then as an adult, we don't know how to receive that kind of love, right? Because how, how could you? That's not familiar. It's almost like that speaking a foreign language again. Um, and so... What happens is we start to combat each other, combat against each other and fight with each other because we're pushing each other away. We don't know how to respond. We don't know how to communicate. And all of that comes from childhood. Um, And for me, I always got in trouble for my communication, the way that. I said things, um, I was told that I had an attitude all the time and now in adulthood, I still kind of struggle with those things and also just communicating period because it was like, you don't have nothing to say. Like you listen to me, you do what I say, the end, like there is no talking back or, you know, whatever. Like, so now in attempting to advocate for myself, Because what happened was I just got in trouble for the way that I said things. It wasn't necessarily taught like, okay, Kaya, here is what, because I would go into the situation thinking I'm being calm. I am communicating clearly. I am communicating calmly. And then they would still say, you have an attitude. But there was no point where it was, okay, Kaya, this is how you presented this. And this is why we say you had an attitude. And usually it was like this small inflection or that after they said something, I still had something else to say, right? Um, But now I'm an advocator for others. And so that actually became very useful. And, um, but those are the things that we're learning in childhood. But a lot of times it's like, just sit down, just shut up, just do this. And the lessons are not actually being taught, but then you're expected as an adult to still like, to be able to do all these things that you were never taught. Right. And, you know, as far as the tough love thing, I understand that a lot of times it's from a place of wanting to protect your children, wanting to prepare them for that dark, hard world that is outside. But I believe that there is a way to prepare for the dark, hard world outside, but still have it be bright and loving and kind and soft on the inside. Right? So we can have conversations about the realities of the world and how others treat us Part of that also, though, is the way that we are taught to view the world is how we're going to see it and experience it. So I kind of toy with that a little bit because I am very much a realist, but at the same time also believing that if I am taught that, for instance, you know, just to keep it with kids, like you have that mom who is bitter who has had her heart broken and has not healed. So she teaches her daughters that men cannot be trusted. So then her daughter grows up believing that men cannot be trusted. So she automatically has walls built up. And until she learns that things can be different, she will never get to experience true love because she's been taught that it doesn't exist. And so that's how she views and experiences the world and love and relationships And it's kind of the same way. So if I believe that every white person hates me when I step outside the door, how am I going to present? What barriers and walls am I going to have up? And the thing is that I can't avoid them. I can't. I have to work with them. I have, you know all these different things, but if I'm constantly having that wall up because I've been taught that they can't be trusted and they don't like me and I shouldn't like them, then that is going to be my experience every time. So I think it takes a difficult balancing act, but I believe that inside of the home, that softness, that resort, that peace should always be there. And it kind of goes back to, and I did an episode on this a while ago, but that kids stress as well. And parents, Black parents in particular, believing that kids don't experience stress. That it's like, oh, you don't pay bills, so what could you possibly be stressing about, right? If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd be rich by now. Um, (laughs) But it is that kind of idea But when you say that, you're not leaving any room for them to come to you when they are stressed. Because it's not true that they don't experience stress. Stress doesn't, you don't only experience stress about bills. It doesn't just develop at age 18 when you're, you know, an adult. Um, It's a different kind of stress. And yes, as you get older, you realize like, oh... What I was stressing about before ain't nothing compared to this, but it was still stressful because you only had so many tools. Um, Your brain was still growing. It was overwhelming because it was big for you at that time, right? And I'm not going to like go through and redo that whole episode. But um, when we have that belief, that is how we interact with each other. And so when your child comes home and they're stressed about everything going on at school, whether that's the work, the teachers, the other students, whatever it is, when they come home, they don't feel like they can let that out with you, hand over those burdens um, or ask you to help them carry them because to you, it doesn't exist and it's not a big deal. Um... So inside the home should always be a safe haven, a sanctuary. Um, People talk about me because I love being at home and I love being here by myself. Sometimes it gets lonely um, and I'm like, dang, I kind of wish somebody was here every now and then, but then as soon as somebody comes, I'm like, okay, you got a couple hours and then you got to go. So... That's also me being an introvert, like, I have to reset by being alone. But at the same time, like, part of me loving to be at home is because of the space that I create. So it's not exactly decorated how I absolutely want it to be. But, you know, I've taken the time to begin to or to add little things that I like. Um, I'm very girly, so there's like a lot of pink everywhere, (laughs) Um, sparkles, all of that, because that's what makes me happy. And so when I come home, that should be my sanctuary, my safe haven from whatever happened at work, um, with any relationships, friendships, whatever, this should be my protected space not saying that I won't ever have any negative emotions here or you know, that stress does not enter, but I also cleanse my home pretty frequently. And so, and I don't just mean like cleaning, I mean like saging and all of that. So um, to make sure that this space stays healthy for me, because if I don't want to go home, Where, where can I go? Right. And so your children should feel the same way. And I would also include in that not telling their kids, this ain't your house. That's not your room. That's not like, why are you doing that? Because what that's building is tension because when children, children already don't have much control over any of their circumstances at all. Right. And so, when you tell them those kinds of things and they are fighting for something that they can control that's going to come out in their behaviors. Um, so you're only making things worse for yourself by doing that, which I don't really understand the purpose of that anyway, but you know, you brought them in, into the world, like they didn't ask to be here. So why should they not feel safe and comfortable in their home and their space? Um, because you are also teaching them things for the future. But anyway, so, um, yeah. Black children deserve safe, soft spaces to resort to, to get away from all that negative that's out in the world. Like, there's a way to show them that that is true, what the reality of the world is, that you relate to it, and then also be there for them and be their peace. And, you know, we say that all the time that, oh, a woman needs to be her man's peace. But I believe that parents should be their children's peace as well. Um, because where else are they going to get it from? If you are the person that they are told from the very beginning of life is supposed to love them forever, unconditionally, no matter what, and the most in the world, but you are treating them like garbage, how will they ever know what love really looks like in the world? Um. Yeah, I was gonna say something else on that, but I won't, I won't go there. So um. those are a couple parts of it. The other part is, you know, a lot of the Discipline practices that we use in black homes are ancient. Um, So, like whoopings, spankings, those developed from slavery. And before, in slavery, that was for family preservation. Um, Basically, the idea was first of all, learning that beatings are how you control people or how you correct behaviors because that's what the slave owners were doing um and so then we just kind of adapted that like and took that on that oh okay this is what we were taught so this is how we're doing things um another part of that is if the parents didn't Hurry up and stop behaviors because you have to think about that. They were also limited in what they could do. So, um, it wasn't like now we have the opportunity to stop what we're doing, have a conversation, regroup, give you time to think and breathe and all of that. Because within the next second of a a child of a slave, a child slave, basically um, doing something wrong, that slave owner could see and react and then their child is getting beat, sold, killed, any of those different things. And so it's kind of like, I have to get you before they do. If I can get you, and I, I believe that this is where that I'm doing this because I love you came from. Because that really, back then, it kind of was true. Um, I love you, so I'm trying to protect you, but it also had to be quick things, and I'm not saying that it was right then either, but I'm just saying it was a different time and it was more necessary back then in order to preserve the family, to not get children beaten, killed, or sold, um, but we're not in that time anymore. We're not slaves anymore. Um... And I know that we still have forms of slavery in our society. I am not um, naive to that, but what I'm saying is we now have much more knowledge, more tools, not beating tools, communication tools, coping skills, those kinds of things to teach um, and to correct behaviors that do not include that. Um so I just really want us to see and recognize that yes that is historically what has been done but it doesn't have to be anymore and so um we can change that and arguably family preservation for black families is still necessary, right? Because of how the world is outside. Um we have shootings, we have gangs, we have drugs, we have police officers, we have racist white people killing people from running down the street, um, all these different things. But I believe that we can also teach them in a way and protect them in a different way now than was possible in the past. Um, and so... This is why I am so passionate about this. This is why I've created this podcast. It's why every opportunity I get to teach about this, um, I take it because we deserve so much more as Black people as a whole um, than what the world is currently giving us. And the only way to really get to that higher self, the only way to really live a better life, like it starts at home. Um, And I want to throw this in here too, that when we're talking about that children deserve this softer love, you cannot teach that to them. If you don't believe, number one, that they deserve it. But that you deserve it as well. Um, Yeah. So let me say that one more time. You can't teach your children that they deserve a soft, kind, caring, gentle love if you don't believe that you do. So you have to work on you loving yourself understanding and change that mindset that you deserve love as well and not the tough love not the I gotta ride for him while he's doing XYZ kind of love but a true authentic beautiful Barack and Michelle type of love right and the only way to truly get to that point And to be able to show that to your children is for you to recognize that and begin to do the healing for yourself. Um, So just take that with you, stick it in your pocket, and remember that. Um, Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I am linking in the description of this episode. A link to get my freebie, Five Puzzle Pieces of Mindful Parenting. It is my top five tips for mindful parenting and things you need to remember. Uh, once again, that is free. Um, so go ahead and grab that, take a look at it. If you have any questions or would like to explore any of that with me, just shoot me a DM. Follow me on Instagram, at Kaya. Really, I'm at Kaya on everything Pinterest, Instagram twitter facebook tiktok um so you can find me and connect with me there please thank you um and what else take a visit to my website uh and it's k-h-i-a january 24th and 25th 2022 I will be a guest speaker uh, with LaShonda Mobley and it's going to be online. I'm going to post that on my Instagram pages or all my social media pages, I mean, so that you can get the link to register for that. It is all about, um, mom guilt, shame, the different things that we feel as moms, particular, I believe she is um, catering this specifically to single moms, but of course any mom is more than welcome to attend. And so I will link that information in the description as well. As soon as I have those updated links, I know that she was still kind of working on different things. So I will get that to you, but also as soon as I have it, It'll be posted on my Instagram, Facebook, all of that. So make sure that you connect with me there so you don't miss that. I believe it's going to be really awesome. Um, Mom guilt and shame has to disappear. I'm sick of it. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I have another workshop coming. So once again, just connect with me so that you get all that information. I'm so glad to be back Happy New Year once again. Please share this with a friend. Um, if you're listening, tag me. Like, take a little screenshot that you're listening and tag me. I love seeing that and I'll share it on my story as well. Um, so until next time, I will talk to you later. Bye.